Welcome to This Old App, a podcast about learning, coding, smashing stuff together, breaking things apart, startups, failing, winning, and any other buzzwords we can think of. All right, Randy. So I, I literally titled this on, on, our, on our screen, What Are We Doing? And I think that's what we're, we're going to talk about today is we've tried, we've started to put together a, a number of things that you and I are working on together. So yep. um, let's just go over everything we're trying to do and why, maybe the why's first or maybe the why's last. The why will probably be last. So let's, let's just start listing all the things we're, we're trying to get done. All right. Uh, number one, <laughs> uh, let's, I guess I'll say CTA think that is the podcast that we ramped up in December that we talked about for maybe a year and a half before it and actually launched it and now has about 20 episodes in the can or in the, are published. We published 20 episodes or so. So that's one project. All right. So why, why, why CTO think, I guess the, each of them needs kind of a why. So why did we do that? Um, why did we, why did we decide to start talking about boring, uh, technology executive stuff? So on the, there's a selfish side and there's a unselfish side um, to it. I'm going to go with unselfish first. Unselfish is after my teaching of the boot camp um, last year, there were so many side conversations I would have one on one with students related to not dev like development, how to code something, but the antidotes, the experience, the side. Um, things about what does it take to be a good developer? What does it take to um, treat people well, work with other people well, manage things, get projects done? And I was having these one-on-one conversations. I'm like, man, this advice is something that other people need to to see or hear or read or whatever. And so... I got more motivated after that to somehow bottle up some of this stuff I've learned to pass it along. Um, Right. And you can do this a number of ways, right? You can write a blog. People have been doing that. You can write a book. People do that. And everything I hear from authors, people that write books, is that it is a labor of love type of thing. It is hard to write books and then you got to promote the dang thing. And they hate that a lot of the time, unless they love writing on a continuous basis. And bloggers seem to churn, like the good bloggers can churn out an article every other day. Like I've never seen. And my experience with writing is that I can write a ton of stuff, stream and consciousness type of deal. But then when it comes to editing, I take forever and then I'm never happy with what I publish. Right. And then I listen to a lot of podcasts. I learn a tremendous amount from hearing other people talk amongst their network, um, interviewing other people about their experience. I've learned so much 
hearing people talk about their mistakes, what they've done well, the things they ran into, how they approach scenarios where they didn't know what they were doing. And that's really the medium that I've just captured more than any other is that me listening to podcasts is very effective. And I think we see, we're seeing that the younger generation is moving from a read reading platform for their learning into a, a video or audio mechanism um, for learning. And so I guess from my perspective, if I want to spread the word about what I've learned to help other people out, I see podcasting and maybe future video um, casting as the best, most time efficient way for me to do it. No, and 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 from a, from a non selfish standpoint, all that makes sense. I will say, podcasting. It took me a while to get to get fully into listening to podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. I would dabble in it from time to time. I can't. I I'm not one who can be sitting here working on something and listening to a podcast. Yeah. Um, because 15 minutes will go by and I won't have heard a, a single word. Um, it will have just been background noise. So and I it's don't. More of whenever yeah. I'm in the car. I mean, you don't drive around, but when I'm in the car, I just plug in my phone and I start up my podcast and my, uh, regardless of who's in the car, my, my son's been around with me and he's listened to a lot of, uh, the first season of startup from Gimlet media um, with me as well. So, well, I listen, I don't, I can't listen in code. I can't even listen to music lyrics in code. I have to have like, uh, uh, Spotify's focus, um, section, running for me to get code done typically with um, unless I like, in, like I would put it this way in JavaScript where I have to think about everything and still learning a ton. I have to have this like no lyrics when it comes to rails I can have on any, like I have on rap and I'm fine because I know that stuff. When it comes to podcast, I just do it taking a shower, making breakfast um, chores that I have put off and finally get around to doing, um, sitting outside, eating lunch, walking to the train, on the train, on the bus. Like I listen to podcasts when I am stuck in a scenario of my hands are free. I'm not driving a vehicle, um, which I never really do anymore. And like it's a hands-free type of, or doing a menial task that otherwise my brain would just be looking for something to do. That's when I do consume it. It's funny. You, you've mentioned it, uh, listening to podcasts in the shower before, and I tried that and I, it's my old man in me. I can't hear him. I can't hear the, uh, the, the conversation well enough in the shower. Oh, well, I have a mini boom. Like I have a speaker, Bluetooth speaker that's pump, pumping the sound, not the phone. Oh, I do too. I've got, I've got a, uh, I've got a Bluetooth speaker sitting there in the shower and it, it's the acoustics of it or something. It's just too, too much echoey to, to hear. Anyway. Interesting. So um, that, that's, so, so my, that's the non-selfish part. What about the selfish yeah. part? Um, the selfish part is. We, we had an episode on CTO Think about networking for introverts. And, you know, I feel like when I, when I pay attention to the people that I listen to on podcast, they have a network. 
And they have a network not just because they meet people face to face, but because they get their name out there about what they do and how they do it. And to some extent, there is a, a this, one of the side effects of putting yourself out there is that people listen and get to know you um, without you having to necessarily go and shake a hand and meet everybody. And now that can be positive and negative. Um, I think for the first time last week or on our, or what an upcoming episode, we discussed a little bit about politics. And as I talked, I said, I mentioned I'm liberal in some of my views or in a lot of my views. Someone may listen to that and go, Oh, I don't, I don't like that dude now. And to me, it's fine. I'm going to put myself out there and you either take it or take it or walk. But, you know, I feel like I'm trying to now build a network because I'm consulting more and more. And, you know, I'm happy to give advice as efficiently as I can through this medium, but also build a brand for myself, build a little bit about who I am and how I approach things. And all, and, and it's helped. I mean, I, I've already talked to people um, that have maybe are on the verge of hiring me that are like, yeah, I listened to that episode and I like what you had to say. And I'm like, that's interesting. <laughs> I didn't even think about it really from, from a, oh, this is a pre-interview of source kind of thing. But I don't have a humongous network. Like I actually have more of a network sometimes than I think because of how people seem to find me. But I don't do conference circuits and I haven't written a book. And that seems to be the way that most people have built their networks. Right. And I feel like, oh, you know, um, maybe I've waited a long time to kind of do this, but... You know, I want, uh, I believe in the fact that lead generation and opportunities are needle in a haystack. And I guess I feel that doing a podcast, publishing things is a way to increase the haystack size. And maybe there's more more needles in it. Um, I guess that's kind of the way I'm approaching it. And, you know, I don't really care to be a big political, like, you must hear my opinion because it is right. It's just more of like, this is, I've, I've worked this long. I've learned some things, made some mistakes and then corrected them. And this is how I did it. Maybe you can listen to me and not follow it. And by the way, if you want to, if you're trying to get something built and, or you wouldn't need a team put together, or you need to build a business and you need a person with my skill set, if you listen to me and like what you have to hear and you don't want to do it yourself, Hire me for it. Talk right. to me about it. And so that's the selfish part. But I don't know that our, I don't know that we'll have like the type of podcast that's humongously pop, like popular, but I, we have a slowly growing audience and I, and I, I still like talking about this stuff regardless. Right. So it's kind of like, well, what if we keep talking about the things you like and then we just put it out there and see if other people do? That's kind of the side effect, I guess. Yeah, and and I I've been I've been consuming a decent amount of uh, Gary uh, Vaynerchuk's works lately, um, his content, and he he's prolific on on all of this, and um, it's it's this it's the same thing, right? Which is 
document what's what's going on, put content out there, and then let let the market judge what what the worth is. Yeah. Um, and and I think that there certainly is a part of this all that that is is selfish and 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 it is a it is brand building. And if in all our discussions people like what they what we're saying and and they they want to ha- uh, engage us for conversations regarding their particular businesses, that's something we're both interested in. That's something we we both um, have done. Yeah. So um, there's a bit of risk in this too. You can also publicly fail. People can see you screw up. People can oh, see sure. you. And I think but, an example. I gave, I gave up. I gave up caring. Um, yeah. I, I and and that's we for 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 everyone listening. We recorded a CTO think probably twelve months ago, if not more. <laughs> yeah. And then I said, or we tried to, but what we tried to do is I tried to write up an outline and and prepare everything and get everything prepared. And, and it just did not fly because it was too much preparation. Um, and then when, when we re, re, rebooted it, you were like, no, we're just going to turn on the microphone and go. Um, well, we're not even well, going to talk about what the topic is ahead of time. We're just going to surprise. One of us will come up with something and we'll go. The motivation was the domain name was going to, to bust. And I was like, am I paying another $13 for this? Or are we going to do something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and finally we did, but it was, you know, it's a, there's like this little leap forward you have to take. And I wasted a week, like in hindsight. Now I, I just talked to someone last week about they're at, they want to do a podcast and I'm like, don't do what I did. Do not build a middleman static website generated podcast site for yourself. Seems fun if you're a dev, you'll learn a lot, but then you'll end up wasting your time. You'll want to, you're dying to get onto a, a SaaS product that can do it for you. And which is what I feel like for CTO think when we did this old app, I was able to just to like get it posted in one day and I don't have to worry about it at all. So I've like, that would be my lesson right now is don't do everything you can do yourself just because like, just use the tools that are out there The developers (laughs) curse right if if you know how to do it you kind of want to build it yourself Um, but the there but going back to the failure thing one of the risks is that you talk about something a project and then you get to a point and you either it fizzles because people you get disinterested in it and then what do you say to all these people that have been listening to your great idea um, you could be where it just fails. Like, you know, it's not working. Right. Um, one example is a very prolific, um, poster, a guy named Nate Kovatny, I think he was, he's a serial entrepreneur developer based out of Chicago. He took a gig as the CEO of, um, high rise, which is a product from the base camp 37 signals folks. And he's been he video cast and audio cast and he's been working with Jason Freed one-on-one. And then last month, all of a sudden he came out and was like, yeah, the base camp basically took the entire product back in house. Myself and my team are now all unemployed and without getting into, they, they didn't broadcast 
the details. It seems to be that basically whatever was happening between the the powers of the both parties, Nate got fired and his team quit with him. Now I, those details, I have to only I can only um, guess on this, but the bottom line is that now he's been post making lots of posts that seem much more about someone struggling to find out what do I do next. Right. And he he, ha- he handled it terrific um, on his the way that he severed the himself from high rise, whether it was forced or not. I thought he handled himself terrific. He really represented his his team and how he would run a company well. But now, if you watch, you realize he's human. He he talks like he has everything together, but he's also trying to find out what happens next. And that's just, that's hard to, to publish when you're feeling that, that way. Is that also what part of the unselfish, uh, unselfish side effect is we're also showing people that it's okay to fail to be vulnerable. Yeah, I guess so. um, can be so my I, students. Yeah. So my students need it. I think everyone on indie hackers needs it because everyone in indie hackers in a way feels vulnerable like they're miniature, like this failing continually. Right. Um, I mean, development in itself is nothing but a bunch of bugs and failures until you get to a, something that works. And then you find out that, oh, yeah, JavaScript just made another leap forward and your code is old as crap, even though you wrote it two months ago. So, right, exactly. yeah, I mean, the more that my students, w- the more that I would talk to my students about those kind of little failures and not knowing what I'm doing, the more that they actually felt emboldened to keep going forward when they felt that way. So, right. yeah, definitely an uns- a good part of the unselfish part, I guess. Yeah. So uh, on an ancillary note, that's CTO Think. Why did we decide to tackle two podcasts? Why did we start this old app? Uh, I, to me, it was more of CTO Think was more about management leadership, less of the technical in technical details. And we kept on going down this path of talking about the details. And I, and I, I wanted to talk about some tech, but I also didn't want, if an audience was listening to CTO think about how do I run a team? How do I become a CTO or a tech leader in my organization? And now these guys are talking about something as in like lower level of can you use Flutter to build a hybrid app kind of thing? I didn't want to confuse those two subjects, I guess. And, but I still wanted to talk about it. And I also didn't want us to feel compelled, each of us, to always be the only, like we have to be on every podcast talking to each other. And so right. it gave an outlet to be a little looser, to talk more in detail I could talk to my wife learning how to be a dev. I can talk to Mark who's trying to build his own company, but it doesn't, we don't have to sit there and talk about, well, how would you run a team of people doing that? And how do you work? Like empathy, empathy, empathy is what we definitely keep coming back to in CTO think, but empathy, (laughs) empathy and your struggle with your router in your house are are not necessarily (laughs) the same thing. (laughs) Oh, I want to kill that thing right now. (laughs) So that's why, that's to me why we started this old app. Plus the fact that we'd already learned how to do CTO Think. I'm like, this is not that hard if you don't waste your time building your own middleman 
generated home page well, yeah, for and, it. And, and, and my editing of the, of the audio got a lot faster too. Cause I started cutting out, I started not cutting out every silent and pause and every, um, and, and trying yeah. to really get it tight. I was just like, Nope, it sounds good enough. So, um, it's certainly the, the, the length of time it takes to edit it is like 1.25 times the time it takes to listen to it. So it's not too bad. The only problem is I have to listen to everything we just said again. So, yeah, well, I mean, I do that too, but now I have that Descript app, which lets me do my normal routine and do the transcription at the same time. Right, right. That's to me beautiful because one of my goals was to run a podcast where we could do transcriptions with every episode, and the cost was just kind of prohibitive because I understand you're going to pay a transcriber, a, a human to do this well. I mean, your wife does this for a living and I don't think that the costs are too high for the work they do. I just know that this is the budget I have and being able to find a tool that will kind of let me work in my own normal editing process about an hour per episode and not add time to it and then get that result is like sweet. Now I can really do these podcasts the way we kind of originally envisioned them. So that's cool too. Right. So what, um, so enough about podcasting, we've got about 40 other things going on as well. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about chasms here. Um, chasms is a project that we started based on a need I have within construction specialties where we have technicians in the field texting, one of us in the office with updates and pictures of the work, that sort of thing. And that was a one-to-one relationship. And if the person in the office didn't update um, Trello, which is what we use to manage all our work orders, didn't update Trello with that information, it got lost in somebody's text messages. So I, I was looking for a solution where, it would not a group text because a group text would be all the technicians and all the office people together, which is just too noisy. Um, what, what I wanted was a one to many relationship from the technicians to the office, um, to where each technician could reach in, send in a text and pictures and it, everybody in the office would see it. So, um, we kind of cobbled together a, a, a solution, um, that the technician can send in a text to a single number and then that text pops up in Slack. Um, and that it's working great. Um, we're two weeks in, it's working just fine. Um, really are not having any issues with it. We had a couple of times last week where somebody would try to send a text. It wouldn't, I'm sorry. Uh, somebody in the office would try to send a text to a technician. It wouldn't go through. But that problem has not reappeared. So it's oh, it one did. Of those, oh, it did it. Yeah, okay. Two, yeah, I, I saw a log today that had two failures. I will have um, to go look at it. So. Yeah, it's in paper trail. Um, but we already know how to fix it. I guess it's that same issue. Anyway, <laughs> yes. So, oh, so yeah. So, so talking about the, it, it, the 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 concept is working um, now. It's not worth it to, to this point. It's been worth your time to, to help out on it um, simply because it helped you dive deeper on node and, 
and express and all that. Um, but I think we're also trying to make it commercial. Yeah. Um, we're, we're trying to take it to other companies that might have similar problems. Um, so far I've talked to two and one, um, just turns a blind eye to the problem and says, well, we don't, we don't allow our technicians to text information. We require them all to email it, which is a solution, I guess. Um, but that requires a technician to have data uh, on their phone, whereas SMS messages can sometimes get through where data can't. Um, and the second company I talked to uses a field service management solution um, to do all their communication as well. Um, now, again, that's a data that's a data on the mobile phone problem, um, but that also integrates the communications they're doing right in that system. Mm-hmm. So um, that's something we've talked about as well that I'm I'm still struggling with was all the field management, all field service management solutions I've looked at don't match what we specifically need at construction specialties. Um, so we've we've batted around the idea of building one, but I'm I'm reticent to to make that jump, um, just because of the uh, it, it's the same problem I have with project management tools. There are yeah. a thousand project management tools out there because everybody has their own way of doing things, um, and I, I have a fe- feeling it's the same way with field service maintenance. Is is Everybody has their own way of doing things. So if you build one, you won't necessarily get people to think yours is the best. But that's that's kind of the Chasm's product. What what? So th- I had I had plenty of reasons to get it working, and I was going to get it working on my own. What benefits did you see of jumping in and helping? Selfishly, like just for my benefit. Working on real problems and building solutions is how I learn everything. And I can do a million to-do apps. I can do a million video tutorials, but nothing bakes it into my brain, a technology like taking a real problem and working through all the edge cases to get it working as close to how a human being needs a solution done. And I, this was the, this was a very, easily explained problem where you could solve most of it without having to invent a completely integrated system that required huge onboarding problems. I mean, you got two people on your team onboarded in like 30 seconds to our solution. And that was amazing. Like it wasn't amazing. It was just more of, that's not hard to get hundreds of people involved in then. Right. Um, so, so just so you're aware, are you talking the office side or the technician side? Tech side. Okay. On because the tech all, side, we're, we're up to like 10 or 12 now. Yeah. And I saw the yeah. two and yeah. I was like, that is the simplicity of onboarding at its best. And that's, that's what we were striving for is yeah. the, the, the solution did not work if it was too difficult for the technicians to do because technicians are busy people. They, they, they do not typically have patience for, for figuring out a new application. Yeah. So the whole goal was let's not give them a new application. All we're going to say is here's a new phone number to text information to. 
Don't worry about yep. the details after that. So with that problem solution, um, simplicity, and my knowledge of, I could have built this in Rails within a week and had a well-tested and stable system. But the problem would have been that you are not a Rails developer and that would have distanced you from working on it. So now we both share a code base that we can both work in and that this product project has helped that tremendously. I have learned much more about Google Firebase and I've been kind of, I mean, I've been using cloud services forever, but I haven't used a system. I've been using Heroku for a lot of Rails stuff and I've used AWS for all sorts of things. But now I'm using a system that's even more managed. Like Google does even more of the management with Firebase. And right. so I started to push deeper into that. Of course, it's pushed my Node and JavaScript skills and now React. I'm building I'm building our an interface for the admin um, stuff in React. And it's just pushed all of that so much faster forward because I have something to work towards, despite the fact that you know, you made the statement to me a week ago, you know, I don't want you to work on this and think that like it may only be for construction specialties and then it doesn't go anywhere. And I'm thinking that is the, that's, that's not even the worst thing. The worst thing is that I work on all this and then somehow I forget it all. To me, it's like I'm pushing forward with building something, learning a completely new framework, learning a, a more and easier to manage backend. Um, and I'm able to sell those skills later at the very worst case scenario. So that's to me, the motivation. Plus, honestly, I like working for myself. I don't, I don't mind working for people or companies, but there's always something to be said for being able to manage your time. Um, and, and work directly with users and clients, which I love to do. And so if we can build this into a some kind of business that actually has an income, um, I'm all for trying that and making it work. And, and so. you and I have known each other for about 10 years and been, been friends for probably seven. And we've been trying to get to this point for seven years um, yeah. to where we're working on the same thing. And we finally got there mainly because you moved. Uh, technology wise, uh, there yeah. were times I tried to move into Ruby and I just, there was, there was no, there was no, uh, incentive. Um, yeah. it, and, and, and it, there were times it was tough. So, um, so this it, now before we did all this and before we, we did chasms, uh, about Six months ago, we both leapt into Alexa skills as well, and and we're trying yeah. to learn how to how to do that. Now, that you took a, a I'll call it a novel approach. Um, I don't <laughs> think you'd, I don't think you'd take that approach again today. Um, no. but but uh, but we're, we've also got Alexa skills knowledge at this point that. We, we at least know how the platform works. I wrote one for, yeah. for reviewing high school football rules. You worked, worked on one for um, the local train station arrival times up there. Yeah, like, how do I feel about Alexa and 
Oh, like th- these little robot talking things. Um, I feel like I need a kid to really show me the most, you, the, show me the utility. Like I hear that people like children and younger um, people are able to latch on to these devices and really use them efficiently. And I feel, I feel like I'm talking to a freaking Palm pilot. Like this can't, <laughs> this can't be all you're good for. You're clunky. I mean, Megan and I can be watching TV and it just starts talking to us randomly. And I'm like, there's nothing that should have triggered you said right now. Right. And, and, and so even though I built, I built, like you said, I kind of, I used rails to build a back end that let, that would let me easily build a, um, an app that could talk back and forth and I could, I could expand upon it pretty quick. But then I was like, what am I really going to do with this? I don't even, I don't, I'm not either. I'm not in the mindset of using these things or in, which is not often with tech, but I feel like, I just don't feel like this iteration of it is really effective, but I think I lack I don't, somewhere there's this gap and it could be age. It could be other things I've used, but I just haven't seen a demand for it. I don't, I don't sit there and go, I wish this device would manage my Spotify choices for me. Or I use my hands and the mouse and the keyboard too much. Like every time I get involved with this device, I feel like I'm climbing a wall just to get it to understand what I'm saying. And I'm not talking yeah. foolishly, so I, I agree with that. I th- I don't think it's quite at the Google Glass um, stage. I think it's it's a little bit further down the line than that was. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's still missing that killer app, um, which is everything that that eventually turns the technology on. Right? Is the killer app. It's called, um, I think it's called Jarvis, and it eventually becomes the vision who can shoot things out of his forehead. That's what I think. That, that's not where, that's not, yes, that is technically a killer app, but not the, not the definition of the word killer I was looking for. Um, so, so no, that's, um, I, I, I'm going, uh, I think we both also suffer from the issue of, we have so many ideas and only so much time. Um, yeah. Cause I'm still working on not working on, I'm not I'm technically not working out right this minute, but there's not a day recently that hasn't gone by that. I, I'm like, I need to, I need to refine that, that high school rules app a little because yeah. the national officials conference is coming up in July. If I were to have this ready by then, it might actually be a skill that might get used. Um, so it, it's one of those things. I'm like, it's it's just not high enough on the priority list. If if I put that on my priority list, then I'm not working on chasms enough because chasms yeah. needs my attention. And if I'm not, and if I'm working on both of those, then I'm not paying enough attention to Aspire Edu or construction specialties, which are the two things I really need to be paying attention to. Well, and then, so, yeah, you're talking about real life because now I'm, I got a new project that's launching in mid-May, which it does involve like a React Native app and Firebase backend. And I have a normal clients 
that I'm working with and a potential new client um, that I may be consulting with in the next month. So real life does jump in. And the thing is, I'm not doing some of our side stuff to get rid of these clients because I, I only work with people I really like and and the projects I like, which is a nice thing I've worked myself up to. So it's just a matter of finding the right mix of things to do. I, I would prefer to be focused on one or two things rather than what I feel is like six right now. But I don't I don't feel like the podcasting is a, is that much of a project anymore in the sense of how do we do this? How much work does it take? Like, I feel like it's I, a the, the long term benefit on the side that it is not to me a distraction. I didn't even list that as one of the things I'm doing. That's how that's how day to day it's become. Um, yeah. It's actually not hard at all to uh, it. It takes us the time to talk. And then just about that much time again to edit. And then I'm done. Um, now, two weeks ago, I forgot to do the editing and you had to jump in and do it real quick. But um, but besides that, it, it, that, the podcast, I'm not even considering. So all of those things fall under fall under the things we're working on together. Um, and and we could have a whole we could have a whole discussion as well as far as what do we do with all that? Do we create a company um, to, to, to an umbrella company like Alphabet yeah. uh, that Google started to, to, to kind of capture everything? And, and we went through name iterations and, and we talked about the slicing the pie mechanism for equity and all that. And those are all things we still have to do. And those are probably things we'll, we'll go ahead and discuss on, on future episodes as well as, as we make those decisions. Um, and I'm realizing I, I'm realizing a little bit that we are we're so old and out of it because we haven't mentioned Bitcoin at all, like ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm not going to say it again. I refuse to say it again. But no, but as far as as far as blockchain technologies, yeah, I've been trying to keep an eye on it. But to be honest, it's just I I can't. Um, I've got too many other things that I. I can see a pathway to something. Um, blockchain, it's not that I doubt blockchain, it's that I doubt my um, knowledge in it and my, honestly, my interest. I, I, I have no doubt it'll be a successful technology. I just, just wonder- not something I'm interested in. Yeah, I mean, to me it just solves, it creates more problems than it solves right now, it seems. Um, I was going to say, now all that said, I, I'm opening up my Coinbase account um, because I, 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 I did invest and I'm finally ahead again. I was behind there for about six weeks. <laughs> I put it, yeah, I don't even, like, to me, I don't know. It's a database with some crypto, yeah. with encryption. Yeah, and exactly. I, like okay, big deal. Show me its utility versus the pain to get it working, and then everyone's like, "Invest!" I'm like, "Wait a second! I went from problem solving to investing in the span of a second." Talking about this, okay, let's yeah. forget. I don't even want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> it's just such a waste of brain space for me right now. But um, yeah, I think that's it. 
I think that's all we're working on right now and everything we've discussed. (laughs) But I I think we wanted to put this episode together just so everybody understood what, what we're trying to do. And, and, and that, that there are other, I, I know there are other people doing the same thing. We're, you know, having, having 10 ideas and only being able to work on three or four. Um, yeah. so what, what we're going to do is we're going to sit here and we're going to document, um, our, our work with chasms. You and I have two or three recordings already, um, in the can for it. Um, and we're about to do another stand up after this. And, and those were kind of splicing together just the interesting bits, yeah. um, instead of recording the whole, instead of putting out the whole thing. Um, so that people can can see how how products are how how we build products. I'm not going to say how products are built. So within the this old app podcast, it'll be a sub series kind of right that we chain together, and it may not it won't be serial. It will just have part one, part two, whatever. It'll be about us hearing us talk about building this app together. So it's helpful to me when I hear people that are trying to work and build things as solo founders or developers where they hit roadblocks and what they do to get past it. Because then I know like I either feel like, Oh yeah, I I felt that way or, Oh, I need to look out for that myself. So I think that's kind of our, I mean, we're going to have these conversations anyway. And because we now record everything, might as well keep doing it and see if it becomes of value to somebody. And, and, and I even mentioned the other day that uh, on Slack to you that I was going to, I was going to, put one of these on Twitch. Yeah. Um, and I started to look into that just you, not because I expect anybody to actually watch. It's figuring out the platform, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's what does this platform do? And, and where does it, because just in figuring that out, I saw, Hey, there are other talk shows. So you know what? It may not be a bad idea. Um, so you may see us on a Twitch channel near you sometimes. Well, I'm going to, because one of my goals is to move all of our express server functionality that's hosted on Heroku and break it into cloud functions on Firebase, I might do a Twitch where I live do that. Oh, for sure. It's scary because I don't videotape myself coding because I feel like I'm slow as crap. Um mainly because of distractions. Maybe this will be where I don't look at baseball stuff at all <laughs> while I do it. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I can't show the world how much baseball I watch during while I could. Well, well, and, and you don't want to, you don't want to reveal that, that you traded away Otani either many years ago, man, I got Acuna. I don't care about Otani anymore. <laughs> Acuna is where it's at. Uh, for for all those who who don't under who who don't follow baseball, they're completely lost now. <laughs> oh, they lo- they got lost fifteen minutes into this thing, probably for sure. So so that's that's pretty much what we uh, what we what we're doing here, um, and we'll we'll keep we'll keep recording, we'll keep talking. And one thing we've we've started to get feedback, and and that's that also feeds us, right? We are we are highly likely to talk about something that somebody requests yeah. um, that we talk about because we, we, we're not going to have all the ideas. So um, uh, we will likely talk about it. If you, if you tweet at us or hit us on Instagram or 
comment in the in the comment section on whatever podcast app you're using. Um, or did I miss a channel? Did I say email us? Uh, uh, you can, you email can post, us. You can post a review on iTunes and just say, these guys are great, but I wish they would talk about this and then we'll do it. Guaranteed. <laughs> we got a review yeah. on CTO Think. Five star. Oh, yeah. How, um, about, how many stars? One? Five, five out of five. Oh. And they okay. said, this is not just for CTOs. This is for everyone. They have a, oh, they have, nice. they have a username that looks like a Russian um, bot did it. But, and I don't know. The name was Patty B, which is also my mom's name. But it didn't sound like my mom. So I don't know. <laughs> so I, but if it was you, mom, thank you. But we need other people to review too. <laughs> so, so that that's the other thing. Maybe maybe one of us did actually pay for Russian bots to 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 garner reviews. Then, and that's another way of testing a platform. I don't think either of us did. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I just heard, I, is that Miller or Mueller at your door? Because I hear it a knock. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I, I think that's everything for for this, um, and we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll fire up the next uh, next chasms one here shortly. All right, talk to you later. Thanks for listening to this old app. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at www.thisoldapp.online. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. For questions, comments, or things you would like to hear on future shows, please email us at hello at thisoldapp.online. Show music is Guns Blazing by Fab Claxton, licensed by Pond5. Voiceover work by makingvoices.com. You'll hear from us soon.